0: all right guys welcome back to mantle this is another episode of some brain food uh today is just gonna be me i don't have the pleasure of having my boy jose with us tonight but uh, i do have a special guest tonight uh it's my friend from from a
1: few years now uh, maybe not a few years but maybe a few months probably like more like a year i think right now yeah oh, for A year yeah No, actually a little bit more than a year Like, by this time you came to my place, we played FIFA, and my dog tried to hump you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, as you guys can hear, I have somebody else here. I have a guest speaker tonight. Um, Hi, everyone. I have my bro, Hayden. Um, Yes, sir. He is a friend of mine. I met him at ASU, like he mentioned, in college about a year ago. Uh, It was funny. I was thinking about how I was going to say how I met you. Because it was a very, very unique way of meeting, right? It wasn't really like we met at a party, yeah, or like in a class. It was,
1: it was through a friend, actually. It was through, um, Jackie. what's her name? Yeah, Jackie, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, it was through a friend, Jackie. Um, I want to say I helped, I mean, I did help you out because, like,
1: yeah, I was uh, pretty much struggling with math, and you pretty much got my ass to pass that class.
0: Yeah, so I'm just gonna, I mean, without like really like saying too much, I think I just kind of help you out with Matt. We can just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) Don't worry. I'm not going to go into detail.
0: Not too many details.
1: No, don't Uh, worry about it.
0: But yeah, that's how we met. And then um, we just kind of started hanging out after that, um, lighting some joints, playing FIFA, like he said. Exactly. And then eventually, I know you went back home. um, So if you want to talk a little more about like your background.
1: Absolutely, man. Well, I'm raised and born in Casablanca, Morocco, which is pretty much five thousand miles away from Arizona, and uh, I had the chance to uh, learn English at a pretty young age. So English is uh, officially my fourth language. So I'm I'm trying to keep up with that because now I'm losing it since I moved back. But I uh, studied in California in uh, Santa Monica College and then I transferred to uh, Arizona State University and uh, yeah afterwards I I I met with Fernando like he said but in between that um, what we're going to be talking today mostly is about the uh, flow state right uh, Fernando?
0: Yeah so like um, could you mention a little bit more about I guess we'll get right into it Um, so like yeah we're talking about flow but like this conversation came up a while ago. I know you told me uh-huh. you wanted to be on the podcast a while, yep, a while absolutely. ago. And absolutely. And it was flow, right?
1: Exactly. That was pretty much my topic of interest. Well, first of all, I was I'm I'm the kind of guy who's really supportive. If buddies of mine uh start either a podcast or start a business, I try to be one of their first customers or invitees uh to talks and podcasts like these and i'm showing lots of support to my friend fernando here because he's doing a tremendous job to actually try to uh give food brain to uh people who are indeed lacking either in confidence focus or any sort of like issues and i think that this podcast is aimed towards that is to bring an added value to uh, your knowledge but um thanks man so, i appreciate that comment Just absolutely man absolutely. absolutely absolutely Well, a bit more about my background and how I got interested into this flow state that we're going to talk about is I first initially had the first repercussions of flow early on in my golf career. I'm a professional golfer as well, and I play on a couple tours uh, abroad, and basically what this flow state is... A hyper focus in a sense. Usually, hyper focus, the term itself, comes from a very negative connotation. However, this kind of hyper focus is not negative, but rather positive, is because you are so immersed into your task that time is subjective. You feel extremely focused and you show focus out of passion, not out of because you are forced to show focus or because somebody else is putting pressure on you. And is the ability to actually conduct a task, and not just complete it, but rather pretty much achieve above and beyond expectations, and you do it with love and with passion. And commonly, we find these kind of states in two types of people. Usually, we find them in athletes. Sometimes they talk about being in the zone. That you hear, you hear that a lot. I think, right, Fernando, being in the zone when you yeah, play yeah. a sport. Exactly. So uh, basically you are in the zone. You're so into the game, either basketball, soccer, football, uh, any other sport, you name it. There are moments where even athletes at the very high level say, I do not even remember that moment happening. It's just my body that acted with the action and completed the free throw or the three pointer or whatever it is. And then when he realizes he've accomplished that task, he himself cannot explain how he achieved that. That is due to a lot of work and a lot of discipline and a lot of love and passion that the person have shown in completing that task is when you get to this flow state. It is a mental state in terms of like challenges and levels and skills, and it is it is quite a rabbit hole. We still have just scratched the surface on this flow state, but it is observed mostly in today's athletes.
0: And how did you hear about it? Like, I'm sure you've uh, experienced it just like I have. Oh, like, absolutely. I didn't really play any, like, as competitive as you did, but, like, I know what it feels like to be in the zone when, like, I play soccer, oh, yeah? for
1: example. Do you have a, do you have an example you want to share with us? Like a great story?
0: Um. Yeah, so I do remember uh playing i think it was maybe freshman year high school uh uh-huh. uh-huh. uh maybe sophomore i was playing uh soccer for like an actual team like it was an actual game um nothing really crazy it wasn't like a final or something like that uh-huh. but i do remember like playing i was playing i was playing up top i think and then i got the ball Center forward. I think, no, I usually play that wide, like uh, outside mid or like a winger, something like that. Um, So I do remember getting the ball. And then next thing I know is the ball is in the net. I don't remember much what happened between like getting the ball and the goal. But I do remember me shooting the ball. Like I was in a really, really tight spot because like I was running. Like it was me against like the defender. So like as soon as I get the ball, I went at this dude like 100%. Oh wow. I'm, I'm running with the ball like 100 percent And then like I don't remember what happened in between, but then I shot it with my left. And I do remember going in in the bottom corner, like not like a nice shot on the on the uh-huh. floor. And uh-huh. I'm like, how the fuck did I even do that? Like I just remember getting the ball and then scoring. Wow. But everything in between happened naturally. Like it was just like a muscle memory thing. You know, like I already mm-hmm, knew what mm-hmm. I, I needed to do mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah. If I've, I've experienced that, and then like I've had it in like at work too, where like not at work, but like with schoolwork. Uh huh. Uh um, huh. Like if you like something really
1: much, like about yes. a class,
0: yes, you usually just dive deep into the topic.
1: And yeah, you're just so by it. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And as a matter of fact, like the study of this flow state, like I said earlier, is very, very new because. At first, it was this Hungarian-American scientist. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but his first name is Massimini. Um, What he did is he was like, how can I come up with a study to prove that this skill exists? And he went back to the Renaissance times as the first findings of flow state. Mm -hmm. The first things that he observed was uh, the Sistine Chapel in, in, in Italy that was painted by Leonardo da Vinci when he was in his 20s because people really underestimate the art that Michelangelo has um, come up with with the tools of his time and with the knowledge of his time and the details that were into those sculptures, into those paintings were beyond imagination. Like if you ask an artist today to recreate that, that would be very difficult. And that's how he pretty much based the flow state on him. He's like, the guy's 24 years old and he managed to do all of this. There must be something about it. And then they found uh, uh, scriptures talking about how Michelangelo lived his day. The man was immersed into his, his, uh, his, actually, his passion. He was so into it that he would lay on a elevated um, like bed made out of wood And he would just like paint like the Sistine Chapel. And there was just like three feet in between him and the whole ceiling. And he was so into it that he does not even conceptualize time. He doesn't tell himself, oh, it's going to take me that many years or that much time to do it. He just does it because time is irrelevant when it comes to you, when you do something that you love. And then that was even lately discovered with Galileo Galilei. He was um, this Italian uh, scientist, artist, and uh, historian. He, he actually practiced many tasks. He was not just an artist, because if you ask anybody who is Leonardo da Vinci, the first thing that would come to their mind would be the Mona Lisa, hence he's an artist. But no, he actually also invented... Um, Excuse me, Galileo Galilei. No, wait, I got that mixed up. Uh, Leonardo da Vinci, he's also a scientist. He was also a sculptorist. He was also a historian. And he came up with scientific items that actually are still used today in 2021. And Galileo Galilei invented the telescope. Like, my point is, how, how do you come up with the idea of creating something that will revolutionize? The rest of the world over time,
0: I don't think is, you even think that is going to revolutionize. I think it's just something that like just you mentioned it happens because of, of the state of the, the mindset passion. that you're yeah. in
1: exactly. Exactly, that's that's my point. So it's because he was so immersed into it that he actually just came up with something that is beyond human imagination. Like, it, let's not look too long, just let, let's look back at the past um, 200 years. Like back in 1820, if you said in public that you will create a machine made out of titanium and metal, and I will make it fly in the air, they would laugh at you and send you to a mental ward and tell you that the only two things that can fly are birds and angels. Mm -hmm. However, not long, they then invented the airplane, invented an engine that could actually revolutionized the world up to today. Like today, we take this for granted. However, my point is that these people have been so immersed into their task that they came up with a crazy idea that happened to be true. Look at Elon Musk. He's saying colonize Mars. He's saying that we want people on Mars. People are laughing at him. However, don't be surprised that in the next 10 years or 20 years, there would be actual colonies out there.
0: Well, look at it, uh, how they were making fun of him when he started Tesla and like SpaceX, Neuralink. Absolutely. Absolutely. And look at it, how all those companies, where are they today? Tesla is like
1: a, the most like valuable two, brand car. Yeah.
0: And it's like two steps from like actually sending people commercially to space. Like, yes. if you're like, yo, you want to go to space this weekend? Like, he's going to make it happen. Happen. Yeah. Or that's, that's... not just him, because I've seen in other companies like Virgin Galactic, whatever. But like, he's the one that revolutionized the IB. Exactly. Tesla, and, same thing.
1: Now everybody to,
0: wants to buy a fucking electric car.
1: Yeah. And also we have to be extremely grateful to be living in this time and age because back then, like in the 1600s, if you claim anything new that could derive people from the laws or religion, you would be sent to jail or you would be killed. However, today, what they can do is only mock you and all you can do is work hard and prove them wrong and revolutionize the earth the way you want to revolutionize it.
0: Yeah. There's a lot more freedom. uh, Definitely. Like you have a lot more uh, freedom to like choose whatever you want. And there's really not a lot of power on the government or the church itself, if you want to call it. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many religions now that I think we've come to understand that, church is not really a part of like the government anymore.
1: Yes. Yes, I totally agree. And that's also one of the reasons why we're we're living in a uh liberating um liberating uh times where we could actually express ourselves the way we want. Yeah but <laughs> well look
0: at yeah I, I know we're getting a little off tangent, but I wanna point out something that
1: absolutely we kind of right, talked
0: sir. about uh, in another podcast with my friend is that yes. Now that we have so much freedom to say whatever we want. Yes. We're also now raising a generation that is too soft. You know, you can't really say anything about anybody now because they all take it to heart.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so I mean, I there's, there's a short answer to that and there's a long answer to that. The, the short answer to that is throughout time in history, weak men, right, make hard times. Hard times make soft men, uh, hard men. Hard men make soft times and soft times make weak men. It's a cycle. It's because our ancestors have gone through so much trouble and through so much wars that they created a world for us that is very easy and we feel entitled to every single thing. However, these snowflakes, if you want to call them, they're going to create very hard times. Look at the time we're living in now. Pandemic bad president almost a revolution um racism rising more people dying that's simply because people have stopped taking responsibility and action of what they believe and what they say and what they do as well
0: yeah that makes sense like a lot of i don't think there's a lot of honor and respect or like morals out there now you know like the good like the, the old days you know like yeah. Like a man of a word is not yeah. the same now.
1: Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. And that's because people were not raised in a way where they would learn how to be responsible and take responsibility for their actions. Like if people were responsible, like you said, they wouldn't even need to give you their word that they would pay you on time or me to at this time or you know, pretty much commit to anything. They just do it. And that's what people did back in my father's day. Like he told me like my dad when he was a kid, he do, when like you could just trust people in the neighborhood. Like you don't have to ask too many questions. However today it's not really the case. Times has changed.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of my there's like a, a more shady yeah thing about society now like you have to ask a lot of stuff
1: but absolutely
0: going back to the topic yes um, sir i think we can talk about because you kind of define like what is flow like how did flow start yeah how how do we like first get that idea because i feel like we've all known what it feels like to be in the zone right when like time goes by hella fast Uh when Uh they always say like time flies when you're having fun which is true
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but like how did you like really make it part of your like everyday performance or like everyday life I see I see
1: I see what you mean okay perfect I gotcha so but how do we apply it to your life yes yes absolutely well the first step is the hardest but once you do it the rest comes easy the first step is finding what you love (sighs) That's, that's the number one thing, and it's the hardest question to ask because people do not know what they love. I have a friend of mine who graduated with a degree in, in civil engineering, and um, he just wanted to make good money. Three years in, he hated, his, he hated his job. He hated what he was doing. He did not like the work atmosphere. He did not like the people he worked with. And accidentally, one day, he picked up cooking. Just through just through, just through, through COVID. Through COVID, uh, last year, he just picked up cooking. He found out that he loved it. And guess what? He's enrolled for culinary school next nice. year. Yeah. And he's like, I'm in love with it. He said, when I start cooking, I just don't feel the time passing. I just do it for hours. Sometimes I go off recipe and add on or pretty much take back spices or ingredients. And it, it just happens to taste better than the actual dish when I make it. So it it just showed that this person just found a passion, try to give it some time and care. And he just happened to be talented at it just because he tried it randomly. And that's what I tell to people when they ask me, oh, well, how do I find what I love? Well, the answer is very simple. Try everything. What I mean by try everything. Let's say, I don't know. Let's try sports. Did you try all of them? Like, yeah, I don't like basketball and football. Have you tried soccer? Have you tried badminton? Have you tried track? Have you tried tennis? Have you tried ping pong? Have you tried um any, any other kind of sport? They're like, no, I did not. Well, go ahead. Well, sports is not really my thing. Well, all right, no problem. Do you like arts and crafts? Yeah, I like that. Well, there's painting. There's acrylic. There's oil painting. There's sculpture. There's interior design there are a lot of things that you could actually like unmet like meddle with for a week or two and change to something else and eventually you will find something now when i do not know it depends on your commitment and depends on your seek for this thing that you love that you want to do for the rest of your life so once you seek it and you find it then you can exploit it and be the best at it if you want but if you just feel entitled to say i want this flow state whenever i want but i do not want to put in the work you're cheating yourself bro (laughs) you're definitely cheating yourself and then um the hungarian um scientist i told you about who discovered the flow state he made a really interesting chart and he called it in order to reach the flow state there's three things to take in consideration Think of it like an X and Y um, graph, all right? In the X axis, you got the skill level. And in the Y axis, you got the challenge level, all right? So let's say if your skill level is low, which is on the X axis, and the challenge level is high, it's not going to cause flow. It's going to cause anxiety. If the skill level is low and the challenge level is low, and there's apathy. Like you do not want to be there. Like my friend, he, he found out that the skill level to be several engineers low. He did not like the challenge level because it was repetitive and very simple. Then he detested the job. But if the skill level is, let's say mediocre and the challenge level is low, you just feel bored. You know, you, you don't want to do that. However, the only way how to achieve a flow state is when the skill level is high, when you've been doing something for so long and the challenge level is high. It's because you're testing your limits because when you reach a certain level and you're given a challenge, you're not in the mindset of can I complete this challenge, but rather how far can I go? How far can I push my limits? And that's when it's your subconscious. Pretty much taking over, if you want to call it also muscle memory takes over. But that's when it happens, when you don't even remember how and if it happened while you were doing what you love most, because you're so driven by it. So once you start and tapping the potential of your flow state, without you feeling it, it slowly but surely takes over on other areas of your brain. Because what this does is it gives you confidence. You know, you can achieve any challenge level. You know, you can surpass your limits when you need to. And that confidence pretty much spreads in all other aspects of your life to the point of giving you confidence to walk up to a girl and talk to her. That sounds insane, but I am being very, very serious. It gives you strong interpersonal skills, it gives you strong intrapersonal skills which is knowing yourself exactly how you are. It pretty much like models you into a, a person who knows what they are worth and know what they're capable of. And that's a beautiful feeling. And I wish for everybody to receive that feeling. Yeah. So that's my take on it.
0: Totally, man. I totally like, I yeah. was listening to every single word that you were saying. Cause like, it makes sense, you know, like, when you don't have the skill and they give you like a hard task, you're like, fuck man, you're anxious. I'm anxious. Like it, it stresses me out. Cause I don't know if I can do it. And yeah. then when you're on the other side where you do have the skills and you have a big mm-hmm. challenge, then it's like, Oh, like I, I really want to see what happens. Cause I know I can yeah. do it. It's just like how long it will take or how much effort does it take? Like, it's like a challenge. Yeah. It's like a thirst that you're like, yeah. Uh, what is it called? Quenching? Yeah. Uh, Quenching so I do, thirst. I do, I do totally feel that. And I feel it like, I think the, the best way I can relate right now is when I go to the gym. Um, I definitely didn't have the skill or, and skill quote, on, quote unquote here is like me, like having um, like the experience going to the gym. Like I, like going to the gym is very new for me i've yeah. only done it for like pa- like maybe the past three four years uh, uh-huh. but i got serious about it like last year Covid happened and then i picked it up again this year yeah um, and like now that i have the skill meaning that i know i have a i have proper range of motion i have proper uh what is it called like mobility like the way i yeah. do the the rep is good like my form and More is strength good. as well yeah i have more strength like i can lift more uh-huh. and like now i'm like bench pressing like to the max you know like i'm going out like as much as i can see how many how many plates i can lift. how many yeah. plates i can like squat because like my legs have definitely more strength than my upper body just because of my yeah. soccer pass yeah um So I do remember going on the leg press and doing, like, maybe one or two plates. And then now I even got it. So I got so, like, in the zone that, like, I spent probably, like, an hour and a half in the leg press the other day. Uh And I even got it all the way up to, like, six, seven plates on each side. Wow. So, like, I was really pushing myself. Yeah, like, and I didn't really give a fuck about anybody around me because, like, I see these big dudes or even the guy on the other leg press machine. Like, I see what he's doing. But, like, when you're in the zone, it's like you have this, like, front vision glasses that you can't really see around you. Yeah. And, like, it just pushes you to do better, you know, because, like, you're your own benchmark. Yeah. Because if I start caring about about the big ass dude that, like, can lift, like, four or five times my weight, then Uh, I'm not going to be really inspired to, like, push myself, right? Because I'm like, well, I'm never going to
1: be as good as him but that doesn't really matter
0: because you,
1: you generally compare yourself to your past self. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much like the recipe to, to like mold success is that because like you said, going back on what you said on social media is we're so into it. And so, enchanted by what we see on social media and what we're supposed to do you know if you're not rich then you know you're not going to be successful and if you're not successful the gold just don't want to fuck you so it's you know it's just like this spiraling down of what you're supposed to do and where you're supposed to live and who you're supposed to be with and instead of actually looking at things from an inwards point of view like seeing actually what you love? Do you actually hang out with these people because you love these people? Or do you just hang out with these people just because you fear of missing out? It it really is it. And then you ask yourself about your passions as well. Do you smoke because you actually enjoy smoking marijuana? Or do you just do it because everybody does it? Do you actually go out and to the gym because you want to do it or because you have other ulterior motives so they could snap pictures and show to people that you're in good health. So that's the thing is that people are so in comparing themselves with other people that they even lost themselves into that. And that's very sad and that's very scary because what you're doing is that you're pretty much stripping down your real identity and who you truly are. Because once you just stop being who you are, what you really, really are, then you're killing yourself before you die.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like I feel like a lot of people are stuck in that life where like, well, this is what I was supposed to do, but it wasn't really what I wanted to do. Uh, exactly. I've run into a lot of people like that, especially at the gym, because like, I see older people now because <clears throat> I don't <laughs> hang out with like 30 year olds or shit like that. Like, that's not my thing. Um, but like now that you go to the gym, like you find different people uh, from different ages and the, the few people that I've talked to, like um, I haven't really sparked up a good conversation. Yeah. Cause they don't have much to talk about. Like they're, they're they're empty in the inside. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it's pretty much words, but without meaning
0: yeah and like you connect with them, well, connect quote unquote, um yes, because it's very superficial, and i I at least I don't like that kind of feeling like having like a an empty conversation if you know what I mean,, uh-huh. um I see because like it's just wasting my time, like I'd much rather do something else than not getting anything out of this conversation, right.
1: Yes, yes. And as a matter of fact, pe- some people sadly do not possess the knowledge of discerning between fruitful conversations and meaningless conversations. Because, you know, the, the most valuable asset that you have, and maybe it's right. cliche, however, it's true, is your time. It, it really is just your time. And, and what you do with your time determines what kind of person you'll be tomorrow. Like you said, do you want to waste your time on having meaningless conversations or would you rather spend it on doing something else that you actually enjoy? Like, look at you right now. You're spending your time in doing this podcast and having a conversation and, you know, questioning what what is what is flow, how to get a better person, how to be a better person, how to understand yourself inwards. You could have easily spent your afternoon just smoking weed and, and watching music videos about ass and titties damn how did
0: you know that's my free time bro
1: (laughs) (laughs) well you know i just i just try to guess uh but still though like that's that's pretty much you know what what people are doing is that they they know that they are supposed to do something to quench that thirst however they try to suppress it by doing things that are counterproductive watching too much tv watching too many videos eating too unhealthy You know that fucking taco from fucking uh, Taco Bell is not going to help you whatsoever. But, hey, you're still going to do it. You're still going to go watch that Netflix, you know, Siri. You're not going to get on your diet anytime soon. When you tell yourself, I'll do it tomorrow, you're not going to do it. Don't lie to yourself. But at least you recognize it. So that's the first step. The problem is when you deal with people who do not see that at all, because there are three kinds of people. There are those who don't understand. They do not really have the knowledge to comprehend something new, so you can uh, educate them. Then you have those who can't understand, who do not have the mental capacity to comprehend something new. And the third type, which is the most dangerous one, yet the most common one, are those who do not want to understand, who are so sucked into their ideology and conception of life that they are too afraid to change, yet they will not accept any new ideas coming in and will even perceive them as a threat to what they are. Going back to what you say about freedom of saying whatever you want. So when you have a population that do not want to hear other ways of living life, then we have a big problem. Then these people will create hard times like we are going through today. But these hard times will make hard men. And that's yeah, that what would... we're going through right now.
0: Yeah. I feel like we always have this like um, it's kind of like a story, you know, like there's always yeah. good. There's always bad. But like nobody really is happy at the end like there's always something wrong mm-hmm. um and i think that's like our downfall like that is that's our curse as humans that mm-hmm. we always find something wrong mm-hmm. like we could be a fuck like you could be the fucking president or like a millionaire like <laughs> not having to worry about money mm-hmm. and then you're like well but i don't have this mm-hmm. well i don't have that like I think we're so centralized in looking at the bad that we always forget about what we take for granted, which is exactly. I think the two most important things is being alive and having energy to do something, Mm -hmm. because if you Mm -hmm. have those two things, then I think you can have anything in life.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there are definitely people who are um, more unfortunate than than we are. Or we have been, but yet we feel that these people uh, are, are happier than what we are because we're always in this state of complaining. And obviously, I don't think that the human being will never always be satisfied. But once it learns how to lean towards gratitude for what we have instead of pointing the finger at what we're missing, we will move towards a better tomorrow because gratitude brings hope and bro and hope brings energy and energy brings work. But if you're always in the mental state of depression or always say nobody likes me or I don't have a girlfriend, then I must be a loser, or I don't have good grades and I must be an idiot. Those are just realities that you conceptualize yourself. And the more you tell yourself something, the more your inner self will believe it genuinely like self-talk
0: eventually the lie becomes a reality absolutely
1: like it, it you do not like it is unfathomable how body language tremendously affects one's mental state here's a very small example a study has was uh done back in 2003 3 I think. I forgot the the memo and the the guy's name, but he had two groups of people, right? All of them were depressed. So he asked them to walk around a track, the first group. So they did. And the second group, he asked them to skip around the track. And after they skipped around the track, they found out that actually the depression in the people who were skipping was lower than the guys who just walked around, which shows that when you move your body in a way, in a happy way, when it's like pretty much fake it till you make it. I don't really like that word, but uh, that sentence, but it's the best one that I could think of right now mm-hmm. is is generally that fake it until you make it. Well, you feel unhappy. Well, you know what? Go for a run. You know, try to I try to get plants. Say what? act happy like try yeah, to act, act happy yeah just just you you will genuinely find happiness in giving like like people <laughs> they're always sad because they're not getting what they want but you would be amazed by how much happiness you would find in 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 giving in in contributing in feeling that you helped someone helped an animal helped a plant helped a cause because that's what we are truly in here for us to help each other to build a better tomorrow. That's what our ancestors did. They lived in terrible times to create this world that we're living in today. And we have to be grateful for it. And we are creating also a platform for the kids of the future. And, And we find happiness in doing that, in leaving a world better than what we came into it.
0: Yeah, I think we all, most people at least share that, theme of like you want to make the world better than you want to leave the world better than when you came
1: yeah yeah absolutely and that's that's what it sounds cliche however it it really is one of the secrets of life this like how would you feel if you know for sure you did good today that you donated you've helped a neighbor you've rescued an animal and you've completed your work. Your bed is made. Your house is clean. It smells good in your house. Um, you have clothes. You have warm running water. Uh, you're healthy. Uh, you don't have any bills. You don't have any, you know, large issue on your back. Like, how can you not be happy when you are in that state?
0: Yeah, I think just the fact that you can, like, the fact that you wake up and you don't have to worry about anything You know what I mean? Because, like, if you had issues, um, because sometimes you have issues, like, when you fail a test or, like, maybe you got laid off or this this pandemic, a lot of shit happened during this pandemic. Absolutely. That is out of your hands. Like, if you can wake up and not having a negative thought in your head as soon as you wake up, I think that should be a good sign that you're living a happy life.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I I agree with you. And. It will pop in your
0: head the first thing you wake up in the morning, right?
1: Uh huh. -huh. Like if you don't have enough
0: to pay rent, you're like, "Fuck, man, how do I pay rent?" Or yeah, my family, one of my family members is really sick. Like Mm -hmm. you, you have anxiety as soon as you wake up, Mm -hmm. and not having that is very, very fortunate.
1: Yeah, and and but that's the thing because the 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 problem is when we're faced with an issue, the initial emotions that we, that we exhibit is anxiety or fear or depression or any other type of negative emotion. I feel that these emotions do exhibit themselves because of maybe the way how we were raised or the experiences in life that came into our lives that led us to be that way. For example, the example that I have is, let's say you have a test, right? Coming up tomorrow. You you feel like you've reviewed enough to pass it, but you did not review enough to ace it. However, you do feel that you can solve about, let's say 80% of the problems. Okay. So whether you're anxious or happy or sad or nervous or confident, the test still happens, it still exists. Its existence should not determine the emotion that it brings out of you. Instead of having that initial emotion of fear or emotion initial emotion of nervousness, it would be wiser to try to tame ourselves to be calm and actually exhibit body language that could trigger confidence because if you' are confident, even though you know for sure that you haven't reviewed to your best, you're confident enough that you will pass it with all the knowledge that you will put into it. You know that you will put in all your capacity into it. But if you come to this test feeling anxious, you're not going to perform as well as you are confident. Yet the information in the brain, in, in your brain, is the same, whether you're confident or anxious. But if you're confident, you can pretty much suck out everything that you've got and put it on there but if you're anxious you might pull out a good 50 percent, and you'll end up with a worse grade off of what you can actually get at your best does that make sense
0: yeah yeah i totally agree um i think you said a lot of good things that we all have experienced in some way uh you mentioned like a test right um yeah like when you're nervous when you're anxious when you're like "Fuck, i didn't really study enough um, I don't know if, how well I'm gonna do. Like when you're worrying about other things mm-hmm. other than the test, then you're not gonna do as well. Even as let's if say you were let's say that you had all the knowledge in your head, but you're so anxious mm-hmm. about it that you're gonna spend most of the time just worrying about whether your answer is right or wrong. Exactly. So that's just gonna take exactly. time off the test. Your brain is gonna be like fogged by other shit that doesn't matter at that point. You might be mm-hmm. thinking, oh, man, like, like, you might be thinking of other problems when you're supposed to just be exactly worry exactly. about the test, about what's exactly. in front of you, not what is going to happen after you take the test, not what happened before the test, because mm-hmm. it doesn't even matter because mm-hmm. it, it hasn't mm-hmm. even happened. And if it happened, then there's nothing you can do, right? It's in the past
1: here. You know, actually, I'm not going to go very far. I'm just going to give you a, a, an example that happened to me yesterday. Just yesterday. So I was taking this um, 20th century uh, history class. All right. It was a session B course. It was a eight week course for three units. And every week there was a discussion post. So there were six of them or seven. And the last week was a final exam. And the final exam was worth 25 points. And the other discussion portions were five points each. So. I was like all right. I have one day to complete all of this. How am I going to do it? So I'll send an email to the, the professor. The discussion and the test. Yep, yep. Only one day, sir. So I sent an email to the professor saying, "Hello professor, I deeply apologize for not completing my work on time. I will definitely try to complete them today. The reason why is because it interfered with my job work during the day because of the time difference because you guys are seven hours ahead. No, we're seven hours ahead. You're yeah, seven I think hours. Yeah, right
0: now is like two a.m. or something like that, right?
1: Right now, yeah, it's one fifteen a.m.
0: Yeah, I checked the time. I was like, bro, you're crazy if you can do five.
1: No, no, man, seriously. But that's the thing. I was like, all right. Um, he did not answer, but and actually, he did. He said, "I will keep the discussion, you know, portions open, and uh, the test as well." I was like, perfect. I've completed all of them, and I've completed uh the final as well and i sent an email saying dear professor however when i was doing those discussion posts and when i was doing the final i just did my best i knew it was not going to be the best compared to other students but i was like you know what i'm just gonna do what i can i just gave it my all all right yeah, with what
0: you have right now you did your best
1: yep and here's the cool part about it so once i was done i sent an email i was like professor Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to complete my work. I deeply apologize if I caused any inconveniences. The English might be broken because English is my fourth language. However, I just wanna be, again, grateful for uh, having you you know, be kind and open the discussion post for me and letting me take the exam. Well, guess what, Fernando? Five minutes after this email, I find four out of five 4.5 out of 5 in all of my discussion posts and a 25 out of 25 on my final. Nice. Simply because I knew I did my best. My intentions were in the right place. I was confident enough that I could finish that. And on top of that, I went and thanked the professor. Yeah, you were polite. And all, of those, all of those elements came in together in order for me to get a good grade. I genuinely did a 10th of the work of what anybody else could have done. And they still probably did not get that grade. However, the key formula is accountability. I've acknowledged the fact that I did not complete those works on time. Two, confidence, try to complete all those discussion posts and the final before the deadline. And three, showed gratitude and thanks to the professor which was going back to what I was saying earlier. I did not even expect to use this story as an example. It just hit me. But it's just to support pretty much what I was... I also added on the email, I feel that I am grateful enough just to pass with a D. That's It was written. I'll send you actually um, the email. But um, yeah, so if you just exhibit signs of confidence, show gratitude towards your surroundings, being kind to yourself, the world would really do wonders for you. And people do not understand that.
0: Yeah, I think, I don't know if you've seen those videos on Instagram or maybe Facebook, if you use that. They put like mm-hmm. these examples of like two scenarios, same person, two different scenarios. Um, mm-hmm. You have like, a, I think, I don't know if it's like a homeless or some cracked like, looking person uh-huh. um, that asks for money to, mm-hmm. like, do drugs or go buy alcohol, whatever. And then you have the same person just dressed differently asking for money to do more positive things, more impactful things like um, traveling or helping out the community. Like, they're asking more for, like, a donation. Mm-hmm. Well, both ways is a donation, right? Because you're giving away the money yes. for, for no benefit. Yeah. Um, but they're using the money in two different things. Mm-hmm. And that comes back to what you were saying. Like, if you express your purpose, your direction of where you want to go with the, that person help, mm-hmm. if it's in a good, positive way, you're more likely to, to get the yeah. better out of it. Yeah. Because if you didn't email the professor half as the discussions like if let's Mm -hmm. say you put the same amount of work Mm -hmm. but you didn't really had that conversation with the professor you knew that could have had like a different outcome right you could have had gotten like two out of five three out of five
1: yes yes Uh, exactly
0: but is that you show like you said accountability gratitude thanks things that we should we know we have to like show you know you should always say yes. thank you and please yes you should always be grateful for the people that help you right yes respectful things that we know but we just too lazy or i don't know it's mm-hmm. too old for new for us i don't know
1: exactly it's it's just pretty much the the world that we have created through social media where respect is not is optional and entitlement being...
0: like you mentioned too
1: Yeah, entitlement is, you know, on the rise. Um, not taking accountability of your actions. Always blame it on somebody else. It's never your fault. Somebody else's fault. It's not me. It's the government. It's not me. It's the teacher. It's not me. It's the university. It's it's always not you.
0: In reality, it's
1: always you. (laughs) Exactly, because it is the the world that you've exactly. That's that's exactly it. You're the problem to your problems. And that's what people don't really it's like, that's the thing they don't want to understand that they're afraid of looking at themselves in the mirror. And that's why you have such a huge population, just depressed and sad and anxious. And it's, it's unfortunate. It really, really is unfortunate because we we can definitely be a better version of ourselves every single day if we choose to, but some people just don't make that choice
0: yeah i mean it's as hard as scary to like
1: like look it at demons and like it, it really be is comfortable with them yeah it's not even that just be ready to fight them let's just like like go back to like darkest moment in your life whether it is you know a, a partner who abused you or a parent who abused you or a a really tough period in your life just instead of trying to avoid that and trying to you know, put that to the side or be blind to it. Just allow yourself for one day, just immerse yourself into that thought, immerse yourself in that emotion. Try to look at it from a different point of view. Try to live it as if like you are looking at the situation from a different perspective. Try to be okay with it. Just feel comfortable that it's part of your identity. Feel comfortable that this trauma made you also the person that you are today. Maybe without it, you wouldn't be that person. It is yeah. difficult. It is tough. It, it's raw. It's morbid. It's, it hurts. You, you may cry. You may feel bad. You, you may bring back other bad emotions. But being okay with its existence is as important as being okay with who you are when you go through your best moments in life.
0: Exactly. And like, I don't think that it defines you, it is part of your identity. But it doesn't define yeah, who you define are you. today. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. What defines you today is who you are today. Exactly. Um, and that's how I I would go about it.
0: Yeah, I think it's very very true. And like like you said, it's sad that some people like they just kind of like torment themselves. And the only way out of it is if you take action on it. It's not really you can't wait. <clears throat> on your mom on your partner on the government on whoever the fuck you want to like pull you out because the only way out is through yourself and I've yes. i've definitely experienced that like um i haven't really shared this with like the podcast and like i re- i barely talked about it with my parents a few days ago uh-huh. um, but like i went through like i don't know it was like a face of like uh-huh. I mean, it was definitely depression, but, like, I didn't really label it as depression. Mm. It was just me being in, the in like, a low state of, like, not really having energy to do shit. Yeah. Um, And, like, I will do all the things that you were talking. Like, today, bro, like, this was my therapy of the year, probably. Like, all the things we talked, all the things you mentioned are things that yeah. have been in my head for a while. Uh-huh. And that I know... I need to change something. Um, try new things. Find that thing that makes me get lost in time. Because I, I know what it feels like. I've been there. Um, and I want to find new things that give me that feeling. You know, um, I can yeah. tell you that like soccer for sure would always be that one. And uh-huh. now is more like a as a as a side thing because like obviously I'm not gonna pursue that as a career because i'm kind of old for that game <laughs> um, yeah but like i still play like every sunday or saturday uh pickup or sunday league whatever and i still get lost in the game you know like i get fucking mad like i yell at everybody and i know i'm <laughs> having fun when i do that because i get pissed yeah yeah you're i'm competitive passionate. as fuck yeah i'm passionate yeah, i passionate. don't like losing and I always, I know people can do better. That's the thing, you know? I even know they can do better than they think. Like, I know mm-hmm. they're better players than what they portray themselves as. Because, like, when I walk on the field, bro, I, in my head, I'm the best soccer player in that fucking pitch. Good. And I, I, I portray myself as that. You know, you have to be yeah. responsible. If you lose the ball, you have to go back and get it. Uh you got to make sure that everybody is with their head on the game and not thinking on something else cuz then it'll cost you the game. And I know it's just a Sunday league, like I'm not winning anything but like a cheap ass medal probably at the end. But like it's the grind. Yeah, it's like the feeling grind. of what it means to win cuz like when you win it feels good.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree. When you win, it feels so rewarding because you feel that all of the efforts that you put in just like paid off.
0: Yeah. Um, and there's different kinds of wins, right? There's those wins yeah. where you're really, really close. And then there's those wins where like you win by a, a, a big margin, you know?
1: And sometimes you are even happy when you don't, when you win terribly. I mean, when you lose when, terribly.
0: Yeah. Cause then it teaches you something. There's always, uh, I saw a video today actually about that. It was like, I think it was, there's, three ways you can go about something no there's uh-huh. three different kinds of people the ones that bring you happiness the ones uh-huh. that bring you a lesson and the ones that bring you memories so yes. like you you can have really good memories but like a big win you can have lessons from like those terrible losses uh-huh. and then you can have happiness with like regular wins you know i don't know i'm just kind of applying it to the scenario
1: Yeah, i totally understand what you mean
0: Uh, But yeah, I feel like a lot of what we talked about today, um, it's always talked about on the podcast, like being a good person, focusing on knowing yourself and applying that into a passion, finding something bigger than yourself, because like there's always going to be a connection between what you do and like a bigger community or whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh yeah so like all of this is like just a- applicable in any sense like the flow like you mentioned like you can trigger yes. it but you have to work for it like it's not something that you're just like oh i want flow today turn it on
1: you did what's that oh i see i see i thought you th- i thought you said that you actually had a-, a flow today i was like oh really did you
0: um today no today i haven't really done anything i just been at home
1: okay all right but i have
0: Um, it when i go to the gym for sure
1: well i mean i most definitely need it tomorrow because actually i have a golf tournament in the morning
0: yeah there you go bro so like you're already in that mindset i mean i know i see you always playing golf so like
1: yeah i practice a lot man i practice a lot and as a matter of fact while i'm talking to you i have a little like booklet of notes and i'm just like putting in notes uh, yeah. for tomorrow like knowing like you know where to position myself you know where to aim you know which holes to play safe which ones i can be aggressive it's just like a grind man
0: yeah you you have to be tactical about how you play um
1: oh absolutely it's a very tactical sport i mean i'd love to come back and talk more about golf exclusively in detail
0: yeah i but, feel like um, it's a very underappreciated sport i will personally even say that i didn't really think it was like a hard sport but even oh, just just hitting the ball is
1: hard yeah and, and as a matter of fact when you get up to skill level let's say there's a distance between um you and the, the flag stick, right let's say there's 150 yards for example you have 14 different clubs in your back there's only one specific club with which you hit that distance, which is 150 yards. So not only you have to use that club, but you have to take in consideration the wind, the temperature, you have to take in consideration the ball positioning on the grass. What kind of grass is it? Is it Bermuda? Is it soja? Is it passbone? There's a lot of different types of grasses that gives a lot of effects to the ball and how the club hits the ball. You know damn well that if, you know, you play from the right side, your ball might catch and fall into the bunker, which is the sand area. It's a penalty area. So there are at least, at least 20 components to take in consideration before even thinking of hitting the ball just by looking at it. Yeah. That's so much math and so much physics and And it has to be right there in the spot. Yeah. And it has to be, you know, the apex has to be good. The apex is the, the, the highest the ball can go. Um, you have to take in consideration the spin. Uh, if you miss your shot, where is a safe place to miss so that your next shot is not as difficult as as the other places? Um, so it's, it's just like so much, so much, so much elements that have to be, you know, calculated. And sometimes you miss it, and you got to be okay with it.
0: Yep. And then you have to make up sometimes, right? Sometimes you lose.
1: Sometimes you lose, sometimes you win. And the thing that I love most about that sport, like more than, than soccer and any other kind of sport, is that number one, you do not need a partner to play it. It's you versus the course, the score of the course. All right, that's number one. Number two, what I love about golf mostly is accountability. If you lose, it's all on you, man. If you win, it's all on you. You got no teammates. Just look at soccer. Sometimes Messi or Ronaldo or any other like star player play their best soccer, but yet they tie the game or lose the game. Well, because his teammates were not up there, but he was doing his best. Why isn't he deserving a win? But in golf, it's only the best that wins, and it's only the best that deserves all the congratulations. It's all on you, man, and I love that. That's what I love about this sport.
0: Yeah, it gives you a lot of good moments, I'm pretty sure, and like also a lot of tough ones, right? Because you're Yeah. There's no one to blame. It's just you. Yeah. It's just and you, you have you. to be comfortable with taking that responsibility.
1: Yeah. And you got that. And also you got um the thing also that I find so unique about this sport is that um it is also the only sport. Where every other field is different from the previous one, there's no golf courses in the world that are identical. None, nada, zero. <laughs> Meanwhile, soccer, wherever you go on the planet, it's still the same turf. Still, eleven players on each side. Doesn't matter where you go. It's not difficult. It's easy. It's the exact same thing in the sense of adapting to the environment, not the sport in itself. Yeah, but yeah. But golf, man like everywhere I, is new dude like there are some courses where you have to play low balls i don't know how to play low balls like if i play that course and i'm gonna fail miserably i'm gonna ridicule myself so i gotta go practice for low ball flights i only play high ball flights i know that 80 percent of the courses i visit golf courses i visit they will like it would be easy for me to score well because of my the way how i play the game but with golf it's not the player that has to adapt. It's not the environment that adapts to the player. It's the player that has to adapt to every single uh, course. It's always different. It's always different.
0: And yeah, I'm sure there's courses... like a lot of distractions too. Like everything yeah. is different.
1: Yeah, yeah, like every everything is different, and that's what I love about it because it always tests different skill sets. It's not. A single way of hitting a shot it's not one single way of doing something it's not one single way it's all imagination and creativity it's imagination that imagination is definitely a an element that taps into the flow look at iniesta how he handled the ball it was a work of magic the way how we just like spun and turn around the way how he dribbles is so sneaky like i never yeah they call saw him the ghost. <laughs> Dude, I, I I never saw Iniesta as a s- skilled player in terms of like technique, like Neymar, that he could do like fancy skills, you know. Yeah. But his ball control was so out of this world that you would think that the ball is glued to his feet. No matter how he touches it, he always manages to create space between the ball and the defender coming in. He always managed to create space in spaces that you would. We'd not even fathom of actually him try to sneak a way out, like you would say. But that's the flow state. That That's exactly it, is when the challenge is so high and all, all the odds are stacked against you, but yet you know that you have the skill to at least maybe give yourself a chance to get out of that trouble. You still believe in yourself enough to make it out of that small 5% left, chances that you got to that you got but yeah. you, you do it he could have been anxious in the moment and lost the ball lost possession but he did not he just still remained calm when it's complete chaos around him
0: exactly that's the I, thing i think i think that's a good way to to put all of this together um yeah i know you have uh, to wake up early tomorrow so i think we can yeah. close it with that man um I think that was a i think the best way to summarize it is that that flow happens when there's chaos around you and you perform
1: And you're at peace yeah and you're and, at peace
0: and you're at peace because you you know you can at least give it a shot you know you can fight at least
1: yeah you just put up a good fight that's that's the essence of it
0: exactly uh, all right man well, well, i think we can live at that yeah thank you for coming bro. yeah I absolutely think. man I hope you can come again. Um, definitely want to know yeah, for sure.
1: a little more about golf and all that shit. Abs- absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Man, it was fun talking. And I hope that this podcast really like picks it up there. I love the the intentions behind it.
0: Yeah, man. Like you said, confidence will will take you anywhere. So we're trying to make it up, yeah. all up on there. And slowly but surely, um, I'm trying to have more people come on, on the podcast that have like that can spark a good conversation like right now. You know, like time yeah. flew by really fast t- today. Yeah. Um, so like if you have any friends that you know will be a good not even fit. like a good ma- match or fit, just that know,
1: know how to spark or your like, conversation.
0: Yeah, know how to talk, like to talk. I think that's the best thing.
1: Um, yes. yeah
0: please that's like important. send them over and for
1: sure, man. For sure. Whenever
0: you want to come, bro, let me know. And we can, Thanks, we can host
1: you. Thanks, man. That I really highly appreciate it. I'm and man, take well, good care of yourself
0: yeah you too man i wish you good luck on your tournament Thanks, man uh, Thank let you. me know what
1: Thank happens you. for sure man all right i will do all right, right bye bye
0: bye man have a good night you too